Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Welcome back to the program. I'm grateful to you for joining us today on Live Mike. This is episode seven. Uh, they let me come back today. I hope they let me come back tomorrow. I'm confident they will. I hope to be here for a number of years uh, to come. I'm uh, very grateful uh, for this radio station giving me this job. And uh, if you heard in the last segment, I revealed I even met my wife here uh, just down the hall. She was a television producer, and this is where she and I met. Uh, anyway. Uh, we, this segment, are going to do a few things. We're going to preview a story you're going to see tonight on KSL Television. We've invited in studio uh, expert investigative reporter Brittany Glass of KSL Television. She's going to tell us about a parking garage. She promised me, though, that, that it's interesting. <laughs> I heard I heard the pitch was parking garage, and I thought, oh, let's learn more. I know, right? So you... tell, us why, tell us why a parking garage story tonight on KSL Television is going to be interesting to folks. Well, first and foremost, this is a very important parking garage. This is the garage at the Salt Lake City VA Medical Center. So the people you Utilizing the garage really need it. These are men and women who've served our country, and ultimately they've been waiting for this garage to be finished for years. Uh, it, it seems odd that, that a, a parking garage would cause so much stress uh, or would have an interesting story behind it. Why are we talking about a parking garage today, this one? Well, ultimately, and that's, that's a big story, right? We see buildings popping up. Like crazy apartment buildings coming up in, you know, six months, a year's time. Ultimately, this is a garage that has had a lot of issues as far as civil litigation is concerned. Uh, safety even, construction processes are just kind of a hot mess. And it's been years in the making. Years uh, in the making. I, I can tell you that the, the building in which I live right now was put up in just a few months, I believe. Uh, hopefully that... I don't know. Hopefully it doesn't mean it's uh, shoddily done. <laughs> but uh, the, the, anyway, I, I have seen firsthand that buildings can be constructed pretty quickly. Right, exactly. And, and this is uh, years, years in the making. Right, and you'd think that a parking garage, like all things considered, how hard is it? I'm no construction expert, but you wouldn't think it'd be as difficult to build as a standard building. You're going to talk more about this tonight on KSL. I sure am. When? Tonight at 10 o'clock. Outstanding. Uh, a, a milestone day for you here at KSL is your six-month anniversary? It is. What do you think so far? Amazing. You stick Happy around? to be here. Of course. All right. Very good. <laughs> You're stuck with me. Yeah. Uh, Brittany Glass, expert investigative reporter for KSL Television. Tonight, uh, during the 10 p.m. newscast, she's going to tell you about a parking garage and what's so interesting about this parking garage and why it's important that it gets completed so that uh, the veterans here in the state of Utah will have a safe and predictable place to park as they seek the medical benefits uh, that they have earned through their service and the medical care that they sometimes need uh, in their lives. Brittany, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. All righty. Uh, listen, for the balance of this segment, I, uh, I'm sorry. Let me just apologize uh, ahead of time. We're going to go back to that topic, which has uh, dominated the headlines here for the last little while. Each time you turn on the cable news, I'm sure it's all you've heard. As soon as uh, you pick up the newspaper, it's probably the first thing that catches your attention. It's impeachment. 
uh, last night, uh, an unfortunate event. I, I say unfortunate. Some of you may disagree. If you're of one stripe, you probably celebrated what happened last night. I, on the other hand, uh, lament what happened uh, last night. The President of the United States of America was impeached for only the third time in American history. Next uh, generation will look into their history books and they will read about the events that transpired just last night. That Nancy Pelosi uh, brought to the floor of the House of Representatives a pair of articles contained within a resolution. Those articles were to impeach the President. Uh, well, today we have seen that the, the President, Donald Trump, uh, from the White House, uh, joined by uh, Jeff Van Drew. I'll tell you about Jeff in just a second. Uh, he had a few things to say. Let me give you just a taste of what he what he shared with folks. It doesn't feel like impeachment. And you know what? It's a phony deal. And they cheapen the word impeachment. It's an ugly word, but they cheapen the word impeachment. Uh, that should never again happen to another president. And I think you'll see some very interesting things happen over the coming few days and weeks. I don't agree with the, the the president there saying that he that it shouldn't happen to a future president. I think that the system itself is uh, good and needed, and it is an important check. The legislative body will hold over the presidency, and I think it should remain far into the future. So on that point, I disagree. But where I do agree is that impeachment has been cheapened. Do agree that the behavior of the Democrats has uh, made it so this impeachment process is uh, less meaningful and less important. And less of a of a sacred tool used only in the most dire of circumstances we you have heard this talking point repeated over and over and over but let me just tell you that talking points sometimes when repeated uh, don't necessarily mean that they're untrue and the talking point is this that democrats going into the midterm elections many of them ran on their desire to impeach the president this is uh, months and in some cases years before this phone call was made between the president and president Zelensky of ukraine uh, the democrats came into office uh, after having promised their constituents and the voters that they would find a way to impeach the president if you start with your conclusion and work backwards and try to fill in the blanks, you are cheapening this. If you started uh, your time in office with the desire to impeach the president before you had a chance to observe any wrongdoing, before you had the opportunity to observe any high crimes or misdemeanors, you have done a disservice not only to this country, uh, but to our democratic process. It is a sad day uh, yesterday. It is unfortunate that the president was impeached. I, my heart breaks, and I am wondering how I'm going to explain this to my young daughter who's going to grow up in the next few years and have some questions about what politics were like uh, when she was born and when her daddy started that new little radio program. Let's move on. Uh, Jeff Van Drew, you've heard that name. Uh, why have you heard it? Because he's done something interesting. He, it was announced uh, the other day, uh, not by his doing. I, in, in fact, I... If you, if you followed the story closely, you realize that he, in fact, didn't make an announcement. Uh, the, the first word we heard of this was in the publication of a letter drafted by a handful of his staffers uh, who had announced their desire to resign from the office. This is Jeff Andrew, Democrat uh, member of the House of Representatives representing a, a district in New Jersey. A handful of his staffers let the chief of staff know that they could no longer support uh, their boss because he had privately indicated to them that he would be switching party. 
And uh, and so we learned that Jeff Andrew did that. Why is it interesting? Well, he is one of those Democrats that took office during the midterm elections, but he's representing a district which voted for Trump in the previous presidential election. There are a small handful of those, uh, including Utah's own Ben McAdams. He finds himself in that circumstance. Uh, well, anyway, uh, Jeff Van Drew has announced that he, in fact, will be uh, leaving the Democrat Party. Let's uh, play for you a few little bits of audio from uh, a conversation he had with the president in the White House uh, just a few moments ago. I believe that this is just a better fit for me. This is who I am. It's who I always was, but there was more tolerance of moderate Democrats, of blue dog Democrats, of conservative Democrats. And I think that's going away. Now, does the president support that? Let's see. You have my undying support. Thank you. Thank you very much. And always. And by the way, same way. Thank you. I'm endorsing him. Okay? (laughs) We're endorsing him. That's a little funny, right? You have my undying support. <laughs> that might be hyperbole. Anyway, uh, last quote here deals with uh, President Reagan. This has to do uh, with, uh, again, Van Drew, uh, Representative Van Drew appearing in the White House today with uh, President Trump uh, following the impeachment and also uh, at a time when uh, this representative is leaving the Democrat Party and joining the Republicans. He said this. One of my heroes, and he's always hung in my office. I have a bipartisan wall that has a lot of different people on there. Ronald Reagan. And when he said... I didn't leave my party. My party left me. That's true. That's what he said. And I'm saying the same. So it's interesting times right now. We've learned a lot. We've covered a lot of ground here because of this impeachment. And in fact, we've learned a lot. And we continue to learn. There is a few steps left in the House's participation in these impeachment proceedings. Uh, Speaker Pelosi has in her power right now a decision to make. And she needs to decide when and if. She will transmit these articles over to the Senate so that their uh, trial may begin. That's the next step. And uh, some of the stuff that needs to happen is uh, a selection. There are managers. Uh, they are the attorneys that will move their way over to the Senate and uh, attempt to prosecute the president in that trial. And those prosecutors will be made up of members of the House of Representatives. So we'll see on the horizon uh, some selections being made by the Speaker, uh, both of who will take this trial to the Senate and when will the trial in the Senate begin. That's all in the hands of Speaker Pelosi. We're going to follow that uh, over the next weeks and maybe even months, uh, and we'll do it here on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and you're listening to KSL News Radio. Next up, it's Jeff Kaplan. I'm Dave Cauley investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new season three, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold season three, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts.